Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, this is Hampton Young, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. You know just what to do when <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> hey, what's up, yeah. man? Phew. Who, uh, who are you? Oh, it's James Hetfield from Metallica. Right. You got some fuel. <laughs> Gassing up my car. <laughs> fuel. Um, I have a, I have a question. Okay, shoot. What is it that, what is it that you desire? <laughs> yeah, a fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he always does a little <laughs> laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he can't actually laugh like that. He's in a comedy club. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Just sitting by himself. Yeah. He always does that Satan laugh too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> There was one time that does he do that? Ooh, I don't know the ooh. I feel like I feel like you made that up. It's in a couple. It's in oh, a yeah. couple. Ooh, uh, give me a fuel. Give me a fire. Yeah. Give me that which I desire. Oh, I know what it is. He goes, give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Ooh, um, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A lot of oohs. You're right. You're right. No, I was wrong. You're right. No, I was literally just listening to them on the way on the drive over, and I was. Were you listening to fuel? No. You were listening to some No good Leaf stuff. Clover. Oh, okay. All <laughs> Which right. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's on the Black album? Uh, yeah, it's Bigger and Blacker. Biggest, <sighs> blackest, uncut. They do have a Black album. <laughs> yes. It was a real question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was listening to uh, Symphonic Me- Metallica, the one where, you know, oh, the them one and with the, the symphony are having a fight. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> What is that one called? <laughs> Symphony Inc. or something? <laughs> Symphony Inc. <laughs> yeah, because they did that garage. Garage Inc. Well, it was like demos Inc. and covers. Demos. And shit. We're just we're just figuring some stuff out. <laughs> it was old demos. I, we don't even know what, what Metallica could be. <laughs> maybe I mean, we're that, a, maybe we're a Bob Seger song. <laughs> it, what's funny is that that's definitely <laughs> what the demos were when they were. Man, I forget what their original name was, but did you know that they bought the name Metallica from another band? Oh my god! Yeah, totally. What, they bought it from Hoobastank. Yeah, yeah, who, totally. Hoobastank's they had to original switch name. with Hoobastank. Yeah. <laughs> Hoobastank. Imagine a world Ooh. where Hoobastank. Yeah, the reason is you. You know.
Fun stuff. <laughs> Man, wow, Aristotle okay. with the soundboard. Is that uh, like with the music removed from a song? Yeah, it's just a vocal track. Oh, I love that stuff, man. Yo, oh. Yikes, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, was he saying yo-yo? Was he talking about a yo-yo? I think so. It's a song about a yo-yo. Yeah. Dude, um, dude. okay. Aristotle, get ready with the sound cues. We're going to do <laughs> James Hebfield at a comedy club laughing to stuff. So let's do some hacky jokes, and we'll we'll throw to James Hebfield laughing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, what's up? Uh, you in the front row. Uh, what's with the shirt? Are you Puerto Rican or something? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of beating a dead horse. I haven't heard of beating off a dead horse. <laughs> Man. There was another one that was more. Here we go. <laughs> oh, wait. Come no, on, no. Dude. Okay, tell it over again with that. I heard a I heard of beating a dead horse. I haven't heard of beating off a dead horse. <laughs> oh no. This podcast is for no one. <laughs> no one's gonna like this. <laughs> no, they're gonna love this episode. Oh, okay, we you're had right. A great interview with Dan Van Kirk. Oh, right. Uh he's in the second <laughs> half. He's a wonderful uh, comedian and friend. He is a friend. Podcast. He's our friend. <laughs> this is Suicide Buddies, by the way. I'm Dave Ross. Yeah, I'm Hampton Yunt. It's a comedy mental health podcast. Yes. And sometimes we interview friends. Sometimes we, yeah. Sometimes we talk about suicide and history. Sometimes we talk about how we feel about depression and mental health and stuff. And sometimes we interview our friends. And no matter what, we always end up making some really fucking dark jokes. So if that's what you're looking for, you're in the right place. If it's not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the realest. I just don't know. I really don't know. You should probably uh, listen to another podcast. No, I think this is the black podcast. <laughs> Mostly Metallica reviews. Uh. You should maybe listen to Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark's Homicide Buddies. <laughs> Homerinos, or whatever they, they call their fans. Homicide-arinos. Uh, dates. Uh, guys, I will be in Ooh. Atlanta December 12th. Uh, tickets are going up on uh, HamptonYacht.com. You can get these. Uh, so Atlanta, December 12th. Wilmington, uh, December 13th and 14th. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, and then Washington, D.C., December 15th at the Union Stage. And please come out, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Um, Personally, excited I think you should go. <laughs> Personally, why not? That's my humble opinion about what you should do with your <laughs> fucking night that night. <laughs> you listening. There might be an appearance by Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it's December, so you never know. That's December 10th. 10th through the 14th? Did I just... Nah, the no, way, way off. Way, way off. When uh, are the dates? December 12th through the 15th. Yeah. 15th. Yeah. Seems like it wasn't really way off. No, way, way <laughs> off. I mean, Dave, it's like... <laughs> Seems like it was pretty close. Sometimes I just... Uh, I question your abilities. Uh-huh. <laughs> 10th to the 14th, way off. 12th to 15th. <laughs> 
You uh, suck at math, dude. Uh, well, I forget completely what we talked uh, to Dan about. Me too. Yeah. I remember it being a great conversation. Yep. I was having a great time. Yeah. Um, there was some stuff in there about depression and <laughs> mental health. Yeah, definitely. No, it, was, it was a lot more real than I thought it would be. And it kind of going totally. into it, I was like, Dan. Because Dan's so fake. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dan, Dan to me has always seemed so, you know, comfortable. Yeah. I, I, I've had him at parties and he's like literally just on fire. And I yeah. think we actually touch on that, he's which funny. is just the weird kind of apprehension we feel sometimes at parties feeling on. And feeling like you're, you know, when you're around non-comedy people. But that's the problem is I, I for years, was like, Dan is just yeah. the life of the party. <laughs> I know. It turns out that sometimes uh, the Joker is wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hard plug. Go see the Joker. Uh, December 10th uh, through uh, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. Way off. <laughs> Just go see the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, go see the Joker. He's featuring for Hampton at <laughs> Dead Crow Comedy Room in Wilmington. Dude, what's up? You did Ev- all my fucking ass. <laughs> what's up, Joker? <laughs> it's just me wearing Joker paint. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, we talked to Dan about exactly that. Most Most of the conversation was about this sort of like feeling like you have to perform uh feeling pressure to uh perform and in inside of performing like make everything better for everyone around you it was like those feelings that some people have i relate to it a lot i bet a lot of people do or being on the other side of it either way it was super fun conversation also dan uh has an album that is coming out very very soon we're going to talk about that as well um yeah, I don't know. He's the best. <laughs> uh, we have a bonus episode up on Patreon this week, too. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. Email us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com if you want to share anything with us, as always. And um, yeah, I think w- this Patreon episode is about Beetlejuice. That's right. So, guys, get in the Beetle Zone. Get in the Beetle Zone. <laughs> <laughs> think of it. Get in Juice the zone. Up. Get in the zone. Juice, juice. juice it up, guys. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, check out the Facebook group, you know, for Suicide Buddies and all the different ways. If you guys want to uh, reach out to us at, with episode suggestions or some thoughts on the show, uh, feel free to reach out to us at buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate all of you. So check out this interview with Dan. Yeah, after an ad or something, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they say, cause I'm gonna get my way. If I don't wanna go. We're here with fucking Dan Van Kirk. What's up, dude? Hi, buddy. How are you? Whoa. I'm so good. good. Thanks for coming on to our suicide show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Dude, we're really happy to have you on. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's talk about real quick yeah. up the top. Your album is coming out it when? Is, uh, November 15th. Friday, November 15th. Thanks, Diane drops uh, all the places that you can get it. Thanks, Diane. Is that yeah. a reference to a joke? Or? Yeah, it's a, it's a track on the album. Cool. It seems nice when you read it and then you'll hear the bit and be like, oh, oh okay. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that that's coming out on Blonde Medicine Records? Yes. Right? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Dominic Del Bene. Love that motherfucker. Um, and I don't, where, does, where do people get all their stuff? Spotify and 
serious and where they get us or your no, no no the album yeah you know, you're you're four months ahead of me on all this uh yeah spotify and apple music will be a lot of it and then some Bandcamp, and then some people buy it on amazon nice yeah it turns out that there are people that purchase digital comedy albums and those people should be given a gold medal i agree uh so thank you so much i know for people being with apple there. music that pre-ordered the album I'm unbelievable like, why are you this nice it turns out that some people just uh are your fan <laughs> Whoa. right right holy shit and they literally say i want to support you we're such like depressive down on our luck people <laughs> that we're like why did you buy that thing i Put out into the world and charged for. Right, which I also <laughs> hoped you would buy, but then yeah. still feel shocked that you did it. Yeah. And somehow ashamed. Yeah. Did you, uh, you did it all digital, right? Uh, no, the, there's a physical copy. The physical copy of my record is a flip book that I, I said record album is a flip book I made. And so, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying there's still a digital code in that. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah totally. Okay. Yeah. You didn't do like a pressing or anything. Because no. Hampton, you did cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, but you it comes do with vinyl? the download code. You can download me. You can download Dave off of <laughs> yeah. it. It basically gives you a like a genetic readout of oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> all of our coding, and you can have us and fuck us in your own home. Be careful! It's, a, it's the There's, new. It's the you new have some serious fans. It's the new landscape of comedy. <laughs> I actually, found out. Yeah, about you this. get to fuck your favorite comedian. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, so. I just found out about this great thing called Hologram USA, uh-huh. which is going around buying like footage of stand-up comics, and they're being presented as like holograms, so you can watch a hologram of Andy Kaufman. Okay, this is what I was going to ask you, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, is there a dead artist you would pay to go see a hologram <laughs> concert of? Because I would pay to see Elvis's comeback special hologram. <laughs> Uh, oh, I would. Wow. I, I would. I Sinatra too. Yeah. I would do. I would pay in Vegas. Okay. I'm like half drunk. I'll go watch a hologram of Sinatra. It's the exact same thing. First answer: Gem and the holograms. You for really sure. would. I would watch Gem and the holograms. I mean, you know it's going to be worth it. <laughs> you know, Laser Floyd is worth it in hologram form. <laughs> Laser Floyd does Pink Floyd. Would you go better. see Lenny Bruce? Would you see a hologram Lenny Bruce? No, but you know who I would uh, see a hologram uh, of? Gross. Uh, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I heard he killed. <laughs> you know, I was watching this thing recently about how he was such a respected actor that he was basically like Matt Damon yes. or Brad Pitt. Yes. And yeah. that's so, dude, if I was just thinking about how crazy it would be if Matt Damon killed Donald Trump, how. <laughs> Yeah, How that would feel. Yeah. That would like, ju- um, honey, uh, you're gonna want to turn on the news and Goodwill Hunting. You're yeah. gonna want to turn on two screens. It turns out I think really that get the full effect. That the real him was Jason Bourne. Yeah, and Matt Damon he was the mask. On. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also heard that. In today, like shock to society for us not being kids, not being adults, would be if The Rock did what OJ did. <laughs> yes, that, that was people yes. being like, "Wait, no, what? The most beloved, absolutely. like man? There's in no movies, yeah, commercials, yeah, yeah, every, yeah like, everything. Ho- holding kids like for ads for the, like be a bet, good dad today. The, or, you like, would just, just be like, there's no way like The that. Rock did. This. You wouldn't right. be able to. And that's what in the early days of the OJ Dude, being like, there's no way OJ did. That's that. why I'm obsessed. With I don't know that though, People man. versus OJ Simpson show. Like I rewatch it oh, all God. the time. And the fact it's, that his all of that's like that theory that his son actually did it. Man, I don't know that one. <laughs> yes, his son did yes, it. that his son did it. Uh, yeah, milk, Simpson. and that's all he's been covering. <laughs> okay. Come on, all right, come it's, on. It's, mm. Skim, I'm, I'm still waking up. Skim I'm, Simpson, I'm, <laughs> Skim, 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 
sentence. Well, phone uh, down. Yeah. Uh, iPhone down. Oh, shit. I had friends who worked at the, or Rob, I want to say, is out of respect, Rob Goldman. Goldman? Oh, okay. Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron? Out of respect, I call Ron Ron. Rob. Ron. Well, I know I said <laughs> it that way. Like, out of respect, you, I want to yeah, get yeah. it right. Ron. Ron but Goldman. He, I have friends who worked with him at that restaurant Holy when that all went shit. down. Like, he didn't show up for a shift that Whoa. day. Wakano? Uh, it was called Mezzaluna. Wakano. <laughs> <laughs> Volcano, the only no, chain restaurant in LA where the one downtown is wildly better than the one in on Melrose. Uh, Damn, that was maybe the most LA sentence I've ever heard. You believe the one downtown is better than the one on Melrose? No, I, hey, you got to get out of four oh five. Lived in both areas. Come on. You guys want to go get drunk in the O of the Hollywood sign? Second O. <laughs> Have you gone up there? I've never done it. I've yeah, never. I did to decapitate some people and leave you their liar. leave their fucking bodies. You up liar! There. You're you lying. lying. Hey, they never, guys, they never caught the guy, and so far that's still my main comedy credit. That's true. <laughs> I left the heads at the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your IMDb. Uh, do you remember when that happened? Oh, yeah. They yeah. found a head and hands and yes. feet. Yes. And I kept joking that it would be so funny if the police, you know, or like the news was like, uh, the police believe the individual looks something like this. And they show Mr. Potato Head. Stop. Like just head, hands, You feet, liar. Like yeah, I kept joking about it. You're that lying. Was the funniest that's, my new, that's my new relationship with my comic friends. They do a bit. And you're then lying. I, I go, you're lying. <laughs> You've never gotten on stage Damn. and said things. You fucking liar. That's great, dude. <laughs> oh, you just don't. Go I also up. love right. that. You're right. I fucking that, that I love the news covering it. It's so specific. Like, oh well, a man's head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes were found at the Hollywood sign today. <laughs> <laughs> Today at the Hollywood sign, a grisly murder. My neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack were all found at the Hollywood sign. That's good. Oh, Please man. Suspect the Seems cartel. like maybe he left his torso in El Segundo. All right. You and, uh, liar. <laughs> left my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> I am liar. a liar. That didn't happen. Fuck, you, you caught me in a lie. <laughs> so, yeah, get my album. Thanks, Diane. 1115. Absolutely, man. And so are I'm you, so we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about you doing the show, mm -hmm. um, but I still don't, I guess I don't, you and I haven't talked much about depression and anxiety, No. Uh, though I guess I should, would have known it was there. Yeah, you know? we pick up that vibe. You're like I a think. funny person, so for <laughs> sure. Well, what's your, where are you coming from as far as that stuff goes? It's been uh, uh, a lot of my life. Like, do you? Do you guys look back and be like, oh, that was traumatic? <laughs> right. That happened to me recently. Yeah. And yeah. you realize, yeah. like, oh, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what, uh, are you feeling that age? You know? Like? No. This, it, it's For me, it's been a long time. I remember when I realized that uh, my stepdad, like, verbally abusing my mom hmm. and me hiding under the piano bench was very formative. <laughs> like, sure. The fact that I still yeah. even remember it, but I'm like, oh, that. Like to this day, if I'm in a relationship and and the person I'm dating, like in just a a normal relationship fight, uh, calls me a name, mm. I'm I I just you get I, under I turn the off. piano right yeah, away. Uh, emotionally, I do. Like I just turn off. Like I What's can't. Fun? I'm so, so the same that I have broken up with people yeah. for that. I'll be like, nope, 100%. done. I think I remember yeah. I was fighting <laughs> totally. like in a, a in a car, like on a road trip, fighting with somebody I dated, and, and she was like, "You're f you fucking idiot." And I just mm -hmm. was like, done. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. We're done. You called me Man. a name. Because my thing when I was a kid was I could never understand how like a couple hours later we'd be eating dinner and acting like none of the stuff I just heard happened. Said. You order yeah. like but an they, idiot. Like you out of called spite. her like a shitty bitch. 
Like you called her that. And even though now you're not mad, right? You somewhere you in that. your brain, brain, that's what you think of her. Yeah. Like that was well, that's she very you did an equation in your mind mm-hmm. that warranted her being called that. Mm-hmm. And you can that never didn't happen. And so And there was no accountability later. That's no I had this right. actually dude like very similar feeling about my parents then and now yeah. where it's like, you know, it's it's the name, it's the aggressive tone yes. in which it was said and then it's like Maybe they had some moment that I didn't see where it was like, you know, it was really, really not okay that I said that yes, to you. But you didn't get, you only saw the, you only yes. heard the, uh, like, you only saw the gunshot. You didn't see the hospital. Absolutely. <laughs> right. That's a great analogy. <laughs> and for a kid, I do think it's crazy to not think the kid needs to see that. Right. But also, I would bet that it wow. didn't even happen. There's, there of course. is, like, because I've but seen How plenty- great if it is. And maybe in our own lives, like, and maybe that is something they say, like, go to your kid. If you do have a fight in front of your kids, because I have friends. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with a friend who was like, yeah, dude, we'll be so mad at each other. But we're dealing with the kids. Yeah. And there's a look when you realize we're going to have this fight later. Yeah. And you have to do that. That's yeah. what my friend said. What, like, you we'll have save to it do for that. later to save on therapy bills <laughs> in the yes. immediate future. Because it's if we like this is this. us having this fight that we need to have. It. And will benefit us, hopefully, if as long as it's constructive and not uh-huh. abusive, will not be constructive having it in front of them. Because this is a formative time for this kid. Yeah. We need to be doing everything that we can do right. to set this kid up for success. But it's that, like yeah. the parents are just arguing about like whether the kid's drawing is shitty. And they're right. just like, you tell him. No, but I'm see, my stepdad. Listen, you suck. <laughs> look, look. I've been holding you, it. Look, you yeah, fucking right? suck. Yeah, look, I know you're my son, but you're a fucking loser, okay? <laughs> is it a dinosaur? <laughs> is it an umbrella? Uh, right. Fucking. But the weird thing is, so like my stepdad, like I know now, he... Uh, Drank a lot and had post traumatic stress disorder when You're people lying. weren't talking about that. That's <laughs> lying. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's great. Dude, okay. we try to have an honest. <laughs> uh, you know, like I'm talking like staring at blank TVs for hours. Wow. Type, or like really wanted to go on hikes and then it got like intense. Like you wanted to get in away the woods. Yeah, but with us. Like, oh, it'd be wow. Like, and then would also like tell me things I shouldn't know about what happened in Vietnam <laughs> that he witnessed. So. But I he can, like, what he like pirated DVDs or yes, what? Exactly. <laughs> it was just a trip to Vietnam. It wasn't the war. It was, right, right. It was a bad vacation. I watched Deer South. Hunter in Vietnam. We should <laughs> yeah. not have done that. <laughs> in like a very safe uh, place. You're like, man, this movie's uh, crazy. That was not huh? right. We should have been on patrol. I shouldn't even be telling you this. <laughs> the Holiday Inn offered a continental <laughs> breakfast. There was no continental <laughs> breakfast. There was a cup of yogurt. That was it. I did <laughs> not it. have Push a pass it. for the breakfast. And I used it. <laughs> and then later I get found some, out... Get some breakfast! Get some! <laughs> I found out that there were rooms in that hotel. Not one of the ones I stayed in, but there were rooms that had bed bugs. <laughs> and that's not okay. And it's not okay. They didn't tell us. Yikes. Um, I'm surprised he's that age. Yeah. Honestly, uh, he was Vietnam appropriate. He went. Yes. yes. And, uh, and so, you know, be, like seeing his friends die and stuff. But like, he was in the Khmer Rouge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're lying. To yeah. be fair. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, we've interrupted you a few oh, times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what makes his light. Uh, so <laughs> he had PTSD. Yeah. So I can look back and be like, "Oh, you." If he was healthy, like, or at least so, 
there's a difference between healthy and self-aware healthy. Sure. Like, I'm not better, but I know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have sat me aside and be like, hey, I want you to understand, I have issues with my rage because of things that I went through in the war, and that makes me act in ways that aren't acceptable and aren't appropriate. And when I spoke to your mother that way, that's not okay. That shouldn't happen, and I wish I was better, and I can't even guarantee you I will get better. But, but I am trying. But I am trying, and I know. And now... Mm. That would have been great. One that never happened. So I can reconcile at a later age and be like, oh, he had post-traumatic stress disorder. I have a friend who was in our current war and has had gone the through... The war on Christmas? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Santa blew him away. <laughs> he, which one? So... <laughs> So I know even now as an adult, like, oh, that's aggression issues. Yeah. But that doesn't heal the kid. No. That right. still lives. Sci- those two things are living mm-hmm. concurrently in my brain of like, well, here's probably why that happened. Also, you still can't handle someone calling yeah. you a name in a aggressive. Because this is what I, what I really think. I go, oh, you might be mad at me because I got the time wrong and I'm late. So we're in a fight. Right. But you just told me that to, you just told me to fuck off. Or that I'm a yeah. piece of shit. Right. Okay. How did that make it any better? Yeah. <laughs> like what you all you did was say, I'm gonna take one second in this fight to be really fucking mean. Yeah. And, and I'm not gonna talk about how I wanna be made happier. I'm not gonna talk about how I want you to apologize. I'm not gonna talk about what would bring us closer together. I'm just gonna be fucking mean for this one sentence. And when I'm that happens, you. I'm like, oh, I don't play that way. I can't Dude, yeah. there's a difference well, between being good. mad and being mean. And having right. feelings is okay. Yeah. And then actively trying to hurt someone. It'd be one thing like like the situation in which I would be okay with being called a name is if someone was so mad at me that they were like shaking and mm-hmm. they're like, you fucking, ah! and in that moment I could be like, okay, that clearly like you needed to get some rage out. Sure. But like, yeah, in most fights, like the other, a big one is shut up. Someone will be like, shut up. And I'll be like, all right, I'm oh. don't, Oh, you don't want me we, to you don't contribute, respect me, right? We, we're not respecting each you other. You have now. now valued me as having nothing to mm-hmm. offer to the betterment of this situation. Yeah, right? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're in an interesting space because it's like you're realizing a lot of behaviors and yeah. what what they really are and how you want to navigate around them. Right. But something that uh, I really thought was an interesting kind of pin on it. There, you put it, it's like I don't play around like that. Right. And it's so funny to me because it's like there's always this problem of like uh, and I've felt it in my own life where it's like the way you want to be, you know, pal around with me. There's just a problem with because Mm -hmm. of previous stuff that I've had where this is how a person negatively was treating me on purpose, you know, like on purpose trying to give that extra thing of like, you idiot. Right. You know, adding that little salt on it and then like cut to, you know, 20 years later and someone's like, you idiot, you missed the the, the, the turn. And you're like, hold on. Right. You, yeah. It's like, it's like suddenly Dude, that person just manifested back. Right. But I, and so that's a discussion that needs to happen where you explain how you're being, you, how you're feeling for sure. Sure. And then, I mean, it's, it sucks because I don't think everyone can necessarily work their way around how another person plays around but i think as you go through life you're like wow this isn't even a thing for you yeah like me trying to explain why this is upsetting 
is won't won't there's nothing i can say that will convince you and it isn't the language it's like the direction even if somebody's like i'm just so fucking angry with you that's Mm. not gonna yeah okay i get that you're expressing your feeling but but again to be like you're just a piece of shit you're a fucking loser like i would be like what (laughs) tell me if this sounds like a door closing like i jason and randy's car yes this is a lot of the conversations both of them so it's like right stereo surround sound so but yeah you know what's funny is like i i I do i i'm like a hundred percent on the same page as you dan but i also know what you're saying hampton and that like if that's not a like a touch point for you it like is a thing you could get past sure i personally do think that like it is objectively bad to call people names and right. it's a thing everyone should try to stop doing because it's clearly bad. Like it's just not it does, something. It doesn't it, move the progress any further. But gonna, what Hampton is saying people Nazis right is, uh, <laughs> but what Hampton is saying is it's sort of like, I think you and I are coming from this place where it's like something we're acutely aware of. Yes. Where like, I am like, I come from such a volatile, and then I want to like shift back to your upbringing and where you're at with it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come from such a volatile home space that like I will not be entering into a relationship, platonic or romantic, with someone who isn't starting off and at a point of respect and maintaining that because I'm so terrified of it getting off track. Yeah. Because I literally like I'm like okay, I have this in my brain clearly. It's in my DNA. I'm not going to go there. We have to always be approaching anger from a productive place. Mm-hmm. And if someone isn't, I'm like, well, bye. Right. Because I'm not even going to try. Right. Because my yeah. thing is this. Like, let's say you, there's a, some sort of mistaken notion of what happened. Right. And I get kicked out of a bar. Right. And yeah. I'm, I didn't. I, it's all like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll tell that door guy, like, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Because what do I want out of him? Nothing. Yeah. I don't need, there's no negotiation. I don't have to work with this person <laughs> later on in my life. They've done something egregious right. to me. So I'll just also, be like, the only thing you off, know you about him idiot. is that he's a moron. Right. So, and, but we never have to come back to this point of <laughs> me and him needing to negotiate our lives together. So yeah, I can just be like, fuck dick. you, you fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. When that happens in a relationship, I'm like, you want to come back now? <laughs> yeah. Because you said that. I to like me. how you're an opportunist. You know, when it comes to the bartender, you're like, I'm never coming back here. Guess what? I don't what? need to work I with you. I fucked your mom. I'm lighting the well, fire. Allegedly. I'm never coming back. But when a relationship, you're like, oh, you thought you could come back to this bar? Yeah. This ain't cheers, bitch. <laughs> you think everyone knows your name anymore? Right. You're dead to me, Norm. Dude, that's how Wait, I roll. I do have one question, though. Did you fuck that bouncer's mom? Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. That's why it I seems like been, you fucked somebody's mom. I shouldn't have been kicked out for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I just know that our moms are the most susceptible to being fucked. Milf hunter. Totally. Me many well, they're so hot. They're hunting. I them. told my mom, Dave, never get a ride from anyone. <laughs> never get a ride. I tell my mom all the time, do not get a ride from these people. <laughs> Mom. All right, I'm a, I'm a milf one, and it's is fucking Steve Irwin-ified, like picking up moms. Oh, Don't. I just picked up a wow, wee. It's if a you told yourself you were gonna mom. walk to the concert, I, walk. Don't get a ride. I honestly want Milf Hunter to go after my mom because my mom's a deer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, Go ahead and hunt my mom. That's what she wants. You yeah. know, these big game hunters. <laughs> totally. They go to Africa to hunt the biggest moms of them all. Wouldn't it be crazy if you walked into a bar <laughs> and right next to is... Buck Hunter was Milf Hunter? And it was... <laughs> milf Hunter. Big Milf Hunter. Big yeah, milf hunter. dude. Cabela's. Yeah, dude. Cabela's Big Milf Hunter. Oh. <laughs> What no, don't shoot the ugly moms. You know what's funny is it's still a gun. Oh, it's the bonus <laughs> yeah, level. It's, it's the it's bonus st- level. You got to jerk <laughs> off all these dads. It's still, a, it's still a gun. You just motion to the screen to like go in the van. Oh. But it's pump action. Oh, you go in the van. <laughs> you, st- you don't fire the gun. You just kind of motion with uh. it in the game. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Hey, Milf Hunter. Yikes. Dude, it's such a crazy name. I know. And he is British, isn't he? Or Australian? I, I'm not the, for not the, na- the main dude. I don't think there's a main guy. Isn't there a dude? I thought there was. I honestly don't think there's a main guy. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, it's, no, it's not like The Bachelor. <laughs> like there's a main, no, I really thought there was, that Mill Funner was a dude who started the videos and he's like, oh, Roy. Like, I really, <laughs> I think it was. I, I know dude. they've at least done one that I've seen <laughs> yeah. to that, completion. Maybe that's the only one I've seen. Saw, you came, dude? That's the only porn I've watched the credits to. <laughs> <laughs> Really, we I should think, change this podcast to Porn Buddies, and then we could talk about Jay Owen together. You know, <laughs> Jay Often, dude. Who is the D- <laughs> who is the DP on that DP? There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Watching the credits to Born. Oh, oh wow. man, Viacom. Um, cool. So yeah, that was some of my early stuff. Well, wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you, know, you know, it's funny. As uh, I've was your mom you. hot? <laughs> <laughs> Very pretty. Um, Dan, I've known you for a while now. Yeah, buddy. And I mean, I it's funny you kind of brought this up at the top that it's like i don't know like i've always assumed you were such a happy-go-lucky guy like you'd be the type of person i'd be like dan's got it yeah like it's just you're happy all the time you're you're yeah that's an act (laughs) you're relatively you know going with the flow Uh you know i mean like do you have anxiety do you have oh my god dude Besides, you know, relationships. Don't you... I, just, you know, through life, do you feel... Yeah. Like, I mean, the amount of, like, at, at a festival, like, the after parties I've walked into and then turned around and walked right back out of. <laughs> Me? Because yeah. I can't... Like, and it's not that there's... I, it's not one of those, like, fuck this party. It's like, I can't... I can't handle this. Like, when I go to Joel and Mandy's Christmas party at the Virgil every year, this uh-huh. is exactly what I do. I will walk around one time. Mm-hmm. And then I will go to the bar and I'll sit there for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then if people come up and talk to me, which like, I, and I don't mean like come to me. I mean, they happen to go up to the bar and they're next to me. I'll go, hey, how are you? Yeah. I'll stay for as long as that's comfortable. But after about that 20 minutes, I'll do one more just in case there's somebody to say hi to that I haven't seen in a while. And then I leave. And I do that every okay. year. You because know- like the anxiety, I have to know like this is going to end here or it's yeah. going to keep going in a comfortable place you know this is a form of high functioning something <laughs> some sort of yes. you're high functioning uh, anxiety man i can yeah, I, yeah. I like i've been to or one time i was at like this get together i was dating this girl this is years ago i get to the we like she's like oh we're all hanging out at this friend's place and i knew her and i i half kind of knew a friend of hers and then it was a whole bunch of people i didn't know and i went in there and I was like picking her up, but they were hanging for a little bit. So we were probably in there like an hour. And it was an hour of me just with no microphone, <laughs> but putting on the show. 
right? Mm. And like talking and laughing and everybody's having a good time. And then we leave there and I just wanted to like throw up. And she was like, that was all. It was so great. Like everybody loved you. I'm like, I, I feel so sick. And she's huh. like, why? And I go, I did. That was just a show. I just put on a show in right. there because I, I couldn't, because they were all very quiet people. Mm. And so they there were a couple times I was like, I wonder how long we'll go with no one talking, <laughs> sitting around this living room, that no one feels Shit. the need, that I don't know them very well. Maybe they all know each other well enough to like enjoy a good lull, yeah. but, I, but I can't. And it would go like 15, 20 seconds, and then I would start into another topic uh-huh. and, uh, bit, and I would go through that whole bit and try to bring <laughs> other people in to like that bit, and then that bit would bot, die, and then I'd like see how long the next lull. And I couldn't. <laughs> I felt like that guy in the old Ed Sullivan clips like with the plates, you know? And I was like yeah. running the whole time, just spinning these plates yeah. like until we left. And then the... I just was like, <sighs> <sighs> and it, I hated myself. You took that out moment. a set list during the, the whole interaction. You're like, yeah, All right, exactly. So, so what else? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. these laundromats. What do you guys want you know, to talk I, about? I saw, and then I keep going. <laughs> I saw a laundromat that said coin laundry. What am I going to wash my coins? <laughs> what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, so the, that's, yeah. <laughs> no, I've had the same anxiety. It just, I get so. Just this pressure to like make sure everybody's in, having an enjoyable night. You know what I sometimes think it is? This is my suspicion now. As this has happened so many times to me where I feel like such an outsider. Aliens. I go, <laughs> I go like, oh shit, these are like a group of friends. And the only way they know how to talk to each other is through like in jokes yeah. and just this shared history. Yeah. No one's bringing in anything new. So what do you do? I run bits. I fucking work on the hour and go, thank you for the insight on the new material. What was killing? I know. You guys didn't want to have a casual conversation. No. That's cool. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if, if I meet like six people and they all know each other. But don't you feel so good? And then so they're suddenly quiet. When someone else in the party or at the table just wants to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel it. so good. I feel like I, I don't have to it. do anything oh, here. I love it. Like, guys, Dude. I get, when somebody says, hey, we're going to go. And my, you know what my first question is? When somebody's like, we're going to go to this thing. I go, who's going to be there? <laughs> because yeah. if I can, and, and you know what I think? I think some people without anxiety look at what I'm saying right now as some sort of like, who? Is it yeah. am, like Who's judgment be, call yeah. of like, but it isn't that the it, Rolling Stones, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's Richard more of Peterson. like, <laughs> am I gonna have to entertain anybody? Yeah, or even, and, yeah. and even that person was like, you don't have to entertain anyone. I go, okay, here more accurately, am I going to feel like I have to entertain anybody? Yeah, and so sometimes people are like, oh yeah, it's a last minute, but a couple of people are coming you don't know, and I'm like, do I still want to do that? Go to this because I just. I can't handle like social silence. And then I yeah. pick up the ball, run with it for yeah. miles until I go home. And then everybody's like, he was great. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel as though I just shit myself. Do you have, uh, <laughs> do you have brothers and sisters? You have two younger brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking yeah. pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. Younger. Why weren't they born yeah, ahead well, of you to yeah. give you some life experience to <laughs> fucking glean any information yeah. off of? Yeah. They're, yeah. The two do you younger give them brothers. life, uh, you know, life advice at all? No. They're not involved even in comedy or anything like that? Nope. No. No. no it's, uh, it's interesting because one of my brothers is like three and a half years younger than me. So when my mom left my stepdad, we moved in with my grandma right after my grandpa had passed away, who was like my f- real father figure. That's a whole, we can get into loss and like, but yeah. like, um, so he died when I was six and a half. So we, cl- Close to being seven, I think, we moved in there. And so pretty much from seven, I was helping raise my 
first youngest brother. And then around the age of eight, my second brother was born, who I definitely then helped raise with that big of a gap. Wow. And so I think in both of those scenarios, we never really got to be just brothers. Now you grew up. Uh, like, like, like I remember, eight, I remember yeah. being like 13 or 14, and uh, I've always been like uh, a bigger person, bigger than my age, and, and just like a big guy. And, and we were fighting, and I wanted to hit my brother. <laughs> but I was like, if I hit you, we'll never fight again. Because I will, it'll wow. hurt. Like you, you'll get hit. It won't be like two brothers like fucking around. Yeah, you'll and fuck him up. Yeah, right. and I also psychologically it's, be like, you're his fucking. You're the dad figure, right? And so I was like, oh, I can't do that. And then that even went into like high school, where I was like, I really can't party because wow. they're gonna do whatever I do, and if, and even if they don't. At least I get to say they didn't do it because I did it. <laughs> yeah. And so huh. it wasn't until like yeah, my mid twenties when my youngest brother was eighteen that I was like, all right, maybe I can still but I missed all of that. You know, I used yeah. to do shows with Doug a lot or just even somebody like you want to get smoke weed. Doug Benson, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would be like, No, I can't I don't I have no idea. I never went through the high school, college years. Of getting high, we were like, "Oh, this is me on weed." So yeah. you're out, you're offering me me weed in back of a club in a city I don't know, <laughs> with a hotel I can't walk to, uh-huh. so I can't get high. I don't. I missed all that part of yeah, my life where I'm like, "This is me on weed. This is the weed person I am." And so, but part of that is because I had that responsibility. So a lot I delayed even my own life. Because I felt like I was living for other people until my late twenties. A lot of those dumb was, choices, for sure. Yeah, I didn't get to make all those. Because I remember also then the pressure coming from the other way of my mom being like, "Well, if I fuck up, if I get arrested, if I whatever, mm-hmm. that's gonna really fuck things up for my mom, wow. who's I need to like be home because when she gets home, she can't close the garage door by herself." Because it was just too, it was too hard for her to pull down. <laughs> literally, yeah. well, if thing. you're arrested, like you know, she's at work. I mean, what happened? I right, mean, it's a whole. I do fucking, a bit in my album where, issue. like, at one point, my mom had five jobs at one time. So, it, she anything, must be rich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine That's all that great. money. It's what like, banker? I don't care how much this ruins astronaut? it. That what? was a great joke. She's also a milf on the side. Yeah. That was an insanely good joke. <laughs> yes. That was a because it commented on everything. Yeah. You guys, you saw Ricky Gervais on. Uh, Do you getting, want to take getting, it? You can have it. Uh, no, that's perfect. Fuck you, uh, <laughs> comedians in cars. When he tells the joke about the the Holocaust survivor that goes to see God. No, no. I'm going to repeat it. All right, go Ricky ahead. Gervais repeated something else only because of how great your fucking joke was. This is Holocaust survivor lives through the Holocaust, dies, goes up to heaven or whatever, sees God, right, and he makes a joke about the Holocaust to God. And God goes, well, you shouldn't joke about the Holocaust. <laughs> and, and the Jewish man goes, well, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> now, let you're going to do what I did because you're good comics. In about 10 seconds, the, all these layers of that joke are going to start yeah. going through your fucking yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you had that's to like be a, there. When like he an, told that to Jerry, no, Jerry's so like, good. that's a perfect joke. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fucking... You had to be there. <laughs> yeah. I guess you had to be there. <laughs> you weren't fucking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then, like, Jerry just revs a new, like, fucking Viper. <laughs> like, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over the but Holocaust. Your, thing, your comment on our fucking society and the wage gap and how hard people work. And my mom had five uh, jobs. And you're like, she must be rich. Well, the new <laughs> fucking problem is everyone's going, oh, the unemployment's really getting solved. It's like, yeah, by everyone working three jobs. Right. That's it. That's yeah. A- 
if people could only understand the difference oh, between more jobs and the wage oh, gap, we would companies be in a better companies are hiring place. more too. Right. right. Slaves. So yeah, my mom my mom was working her ass off doing yeah. that. And so I'm like, "Oh, anything I do that's going to be like a fuck off kid thing, if that doesn't go well, I'm going to fuck up my mom's life." Mm. So there was a lot of delayed like, "Dan, I found some clues about why when you go to parties, you feel like you got to make people <laughs> feel better." <laughs> Yeah, you think? <laughs> Damn, man. Isn't it funny how it is just that? It is just so direct. I mean, obviously, there's layers to everything. Mm. There's a lot of nuance, and it's very complicated for you, I'm sure. But, like, the first layer is always very simple. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I know I'm plugging all these shows, but did you happen to hear Stern on Conan's podcast? No. no. So Howard Stern, it's a great listen. And Howard is, he's talking about when he interviewed Colbert. So Howard Stern was like, and this, I'm saying this because of how much it resonated with me and pertains to the conversation we're having. Yeah. But Howard was like, my mom was super depressed, like very, very depressed. And Howard says that his mom, her, her mom, his grandmother died when his mom was nine. And, his, and her dad couldn't take care of him and his, her and her sister. So he tried to put them into an orphanage, but the orphanage wouldn't take them because it was full. So he took Howard's mom and Howard's aunt, and he put them with family. And no one ever told his mom that her mom died. No one ever told her. So that you are on a course for a life of depression (laughs) and not trusting and being the last to know and everything, right? Holy shit. So Howard had a very sad mom, very depressed, and he, he said he figured out that he would stand in the middle of the living room and then he would do impressions of all the other neighborhood moms and it would make his mom fucking howl and it'd be the happiest he would ever see her, right? So now he's interviewing Colbert all these years later and Stephen Colbert, as a lot of people know, his, I think his two brother, two of his brothers and his dad died in a plane crash when he was yeah, very young. Yeah. So Howard says to Stephen, how does it affect your relationships in life when you were raised to feel like the best you could do is make a woman laugh? And Stephen Colbert was like, oh. And me even hearing Howard say that, I was like, oh, that's, yeah. I was like, from seven years old. Holy shit, dude. That's fucking. From seven years old, I was like, how can I make this woman life easier and happier and laugh? I would recreate scenes from the state. Remember when they sat yeah. on all that pudding? 247,000, whatever. That's my fucking favorite sketch I would of do that entire sketch verbatim for oh, my mom. Yeah. And she would laugh. And if, and if she walked through the store right now and you're like, remember that pudding thing? She'd be like, do it, Danny. Do the thing. <laughs> do it, That's Danny. That's amazing. Yeah. Do it. She's like a faded yeah. memory. Do it, yeah, Danny. Yeah. She disappears. Why was I drafted in Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like really, I'm going to go watch that. That's really blowing my mind right now. Yeah, because I, and I'm like, oh, that's me. Yeah. That's, I had that. Holy shit. Where I'm I was like, the Joker. C- yeah. I just realized I'm the fucking Joker. Yeah. I felt like they were, did you see it? Yeah. They were really driving that over the head, the whole like, a performer just loves his mom. And it's like, yeah, we all fucking like him. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, there's across the board, people like the Or you dislike like, them so much you became a comic. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many fucking ways to take what they're yeah. trying to put across there. So yeah, I mean, that, that like played into just some of the me you know anxiety of like being like oh i I need this to go well everyone needs to have a good time here um but that's what's so great about what we do is because it's channeled in such a perfect way Hmm. that like this is the forum to do that you've all signed up for this i signed up for this and we're gonna do it here for one hour and when it goes well i'll feel good (laughs) for days yeah 
And if one part doesn't go well, that's what I'll think about. Well, yeah. this is all well and good for such killer gods on stage like <laughs> Dave Ross, Hampton Young, and Dan Van Kirk. But what about the losers out there? What about the people, can't help them, what about the people who have we the occasional bomb? <laughs> I mean, my God, it's, it's never happened to me, but... Yeah, thank we Christ. can't help those. I didn't people. even find out about bombing till this year. <laughs> when you saw someone, no one else even do told it. me. Because <laughs> I, I am great, and I hang out with great comics. I learned I, everything I from Sinbad. I had to see a terrorist bombing in another country to go. Oh, is that like stand up? <laughs> yeah. It took a tra- it took a huge death toll. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no no no. Think no, no. Of here's how here's how privileged I am. Here's how privileged I am. 2015 is when I found out that some people are negative. Oh, <laughs> that was rough. That's yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah totally. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> my first, my real first name is uh, Love. Well, oh, I don't know. I like, would love that. You know, there's definitely like we're t- talking about tr- the Joker. You know, sure. it certainly is this sort of thing of people are always like, you know, comedy's therapy, and it's true. It it absolutely is a self expression thing that is sure. rewarding. It is its own creative endeavor. There's a lot of bullshit that, of course, dr- drags it down. It's business or whatever right you know right but you know at the end of the day it is personal expression that you know to a group of people makes you feel accepted yeah. makes you feel you know good but um i don't know i would say dude some of the lowest i've ever felt is just how much i've tied my performing life and wow. like how people perceive me did into- you see birdman <laughs> the greatest line in Birdman, dude. It's the best line in Birdman. Uh, I do. I have. Do you seen know it twice. what it is? No, no. Please. She please. goes. Do you know what your problem was? What? You mistook affection for love. Uh, what the fuck? Ow. Hey, why don't you <laughs> shut your fucking? When she walks out of the green room, it's his ex-wife, Damn, that's and, so and true. she tells Michael Keaton, "Your problem was always you mistook affection for love," because his thing was like, she didn't like him as a performer enough she's like yeah but i loved you yeah, yeah. wow holy you, you shit. needed me to like give you a standing Adore ovation you. yeah yeah, yeah. You know, the funny thing is though when even you, though when you learn though that all those lessons you still come back and you go but wait you you're saying you didn't like the performance though <laughs> right <laughs> like right okay wait i'm fi- i finally learned the values of love but what i did up there nothing but, am i good <laughs> but like right. you did see me crush <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, is it too much to ask for you to love me and think I crushed? <laughs> Birdman crushes every set. Damn, that's really interesting. I, I love that. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of, oh, man, there's a lot of uh, mental work you have to do to move through this and not let it poison yourself, truly. Right. Because, like, ha- I mean, we all have fans now. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's like, also probably relatively new for all of us. I know it is for me. And so I'm like getting used to what that relationship is. And it like feels very good. It's like a dream come true to, mm-hmm. for people to get what I'm doing and like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could see being having fans for, I don't know, for a while and starting to think that that is, uh, that is enough. what enough. Yeah. That that's enough that that's, but that's not, what love is right. because love is a two way street. Right. You don't know those people. Right. <laughs> and so like see- seeking out like an applause break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, will you guys be there for me when I'm bombing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like no. that would be love. Why that'd wouldn't they? So, see, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. When I or think about leaving they? that party <laughs> that night, the one I was telling you about, yeah. I felt like none of those people know me. 
Right. That's exactly. And, and she was right. like, "What? Do you, they thought you were all great." And I go, "Yeah, but I wasn't even me. Yeah. I just put on a show. Like I didn't. You couldn't but, be but, real but with I them. I tricked them into mm-hmm. be, when I left. They were probably like, "We should hang out with that guy all the time. He's great." But it, but it wasn't real. It wasn't that. Wasn't <laughs> me. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's when you, that's when it just feels so gross. Like yeah. Like, oh, I, just I, I like a conversation where I feel like I'm learning something or I don't have to be on and it can kind of just naturally go that way. Like, yeah, you know, do you like sports? No, but I did see this one thing. Oh, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Holy shit. I actually that's re- I came you, from there. You're like, that's a half normal, example right now. It's a normal so conversation. Real to me. Totally. But when they're all kind of like, I've never been to this bar and they're all kind of like. It's like, oh, you're all like scared animals. <laughs> yes. And your only way to communicate through each other is this like Pokemon language of shared. You just know the same references. You go, Papa John's. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Derek and Papa John's. <laughs> but what are you right. doing when that's happening? I uh, exactly the same as you. I completely feel like a monster. And my big uh, thing that I would always say to therapists is like, I feel like I'm a, like a visitor on Earth. Yeah, I'm like an alien somehow, and these are regular people, and I'm the alien who's going like, I'm a regular person, and mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. it out, we're all mm-hmm. just hanging out, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is this act? You know, like, right. dude, totally. I'm doing bits. Like That's they think when they weird, think, dude. well, because when they think yeah. that the conversation organically landed on carnivals. <laughs> so that I could then talk about this great carnival story Dude, for ten minutes. It's just and comics they, unleashed. And they think, yes, literally. Dan, I heard. Right. I heard you've been to a carnival. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a place white people go to get scared. Yeah. Care to elaborate? Yeah. But but Hampton, you're not wrong. <laughs> right. Byron's because, right. And I and this and I'm sorry if this sounds just for lack of better categorization when a civilian just mm. thinks that we happened upon this and then dan told this great story what they don't know is like no i set that up no right i i, well, I knew that if i even if i've never talked about well, well, what's stage? the food here do they ever have yeah. like crazy stuff here like i was at a bar where they had like funnel cakes and like oh i've never been to a bar like that be like oh there it was like the wildest food i felt like i was at a right. carnival mm-hmm. in fact <laughs> now, now look we all know right because you saw what i fucking did <laughs> but you do that to just people who just don't want to fucking talk. <laughs> they are so happy with what I just did. Uh, they, I, they fucking yeah. slid down that like a warm water slide. Like that was like <laughs> wonderful to them. But well, I feel you so You know, there's gross. a warm water slide near my house. <laughs> there it is. Do it. This, this but I feel so am gross. I, doing it? I leave there being like, I just fucking. Well, here's the thing also. This goes a little hand in hand with performers oftentimes is. There's a there's a weird mental thing. I don't know what the classification is of it, but like people and the experience of being around them and talking to them and yeah. having to be very present yes. is is exhausting. Yes. Like you literally walk but away and go, don't feel that pressure. Fuck. Like you feel like, oh fucking shit. Did I just perform for a fucking hour? And especially if a, in a living room. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like <laughs> you feel that same vibe as someone who's decompressing off of being off of stage. Yeah. And it's so weird because to those people, they're just like, wow, what a really magnetic individual. Like, he had yep. a lot of great points. Right. <laughs> you seem to get to. But if another comic had been there with you, would leave and be like, Hampton, what did you fucking do that for? Mm-hmm. And you would be like, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> no, right? I know. Am no. I crazy? No, no you're, you're not right. crazy. I think, no. we have to, I think we have to put it on them, like in those situations. 
the best way to not walk away feeling completely alien is being like, stop the routine of I'm doing bits. I'm in control. But I've been in early relationships where I'll go to like an event of the person I'm dating. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, nothing. (laughs) And they're like, why are they? Because you're not like chatty or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're fun. Because obviously I'm comfortable in a relationship. Mm. I often wonder, I'm like, do people who, well, no one's a comic in a relationship. Is is a road trip fun? Right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Are there bits? Yes. Do they do bits? Or do they just be like, did you see that bird? Like, and that's the end of it? <laughs> Dude, and then they Dude, just go like. That's oh, what I'm saying. But that's why podcasts live so well. And thank God for people because they're like, hey, we'll put a podcast on and we're about to have a great road trip together. <laughs> and obviously, the, there's someone hearing this being like, me and my boyfriend are comics and we have a great time. And I'd be like, you two guys probably do have a good time. But. <laughs> You're the exception. My, I'm, I'm wondering that. So, like, I'll go to an event of a person I'm dating, and they'll be like, we have fun all the time. What is wrong with you? And I'll go, I don't know anybody here. And like, and? Well, yeah, I mean, you I seem do. like you're mad. I go, no, I'm just not comfortable. It's a lot of pressure on you, I'll say. But, wow. I think, but that's why I said early in relationship. Right, yeah. Because it hasn't, they haven't seen a social situation yet where yeah. they're like, oh, because obviously if that relationship has merit a couple months in, you know, a couple months in, yeah. they'll say, like, They'll be like, "Oh, that's just Dan. No, he's having a good time. He's just quiet. Like he, does, you know what I mean? Or and they now won't. you know to value somebody who well, respects yeah, I, I your think that, feelings like, more. You know, it's it's funny, man, because this like, um, and this isn't any kind of a dig. It's just like an observation. And like this started as uh, we were like literally talking in an on the nose way about how you feel at parties, and yeah. I'm like watching you talk about it, and you straight up got incensed and that's what i mean like it's it's fine but it's funny to like watch this clearly is a thing that affects you at a very deep level yeah and uh and i'm interested in why that is because like sure i mean we're talking about anxiety we're talking about social anxiety Mm -hmm. we're talking about other people taking advantage of your skills and your social anxiety at the same time which i think is, but, but but I volunteer. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So as an outsider saying, then that's why I clarified. I I hope I'm not sounding shitty saying this, but like, yeah, you, them, them doing that wasn't them trying to no. hurt you. Uh-uh. I'm curious why it felt that way. And uh, do you know what I mean? Because there's the one thing of you getting exhausted, but as you were talking about it, sure. you're like getting into this thing about like these people, these, what do they not? What the <laughs> fuck? Why is it firing you up? That's what I'm curious about. Oh, why do you think that is? Well, more so in the relationship, I'm just really curious if anybody does bits. That blows my mind. Oh, okay. Like, are they having any fun? No, but the I other mean, thing is I, like, the reason I'm asking is because I relate to it. Yeah. And uh, I like... I so often have been in a situation where no one's talking and it seems to not bother them and it's so awkward and someone says literally is like, huh, a bird. And everyone's like, man, it is a bird. And then no one talks for days. (laughs) And you're just like, so we're not trying to have fun. And I, this is what I was trying to get to. It's frustrating you and it frustrates me. And then you solve the problem by performing and then you're exhausted. Whereas like their night would have just been a night had you not showed up and they looked (laughs) at a bird and they talked about whatever the fuck they're going to talk about. There's something in your brain and in my brain that is trying to fix an awkward social situation that might just not be awkward. I think it's in us. I feel like in those situations, Um, like I'm like, what is, what are you withholding from me? Like, how am I being lied to? (laughs) Like, cause again, I feel like I'm such an outsider. I'm like, it's almost like they all were just having a conversation as I walked up. Like, and Hampton is a is a rapist. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Oh, shut sh- 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 up! He's here. He's here. <laughs> I, I, and I come in like, hey guys, and like, hi. 
Well, what is well, I, what about I, well, carnivals? I, well, I what's think, that feeling? I want to explore. I think that that for me would be a fear of being disliked. Uh, yeah. That, that I'm going to leave there and be like, he wasn't. I don't like that guy. <laughs> or yeah. Or, so it's like they were having fun, and then you. What you're saying, Hampton? You're saying it. That is what it is. It, it feels like before you got there. Yeah. They were chatty and having a great time. Or you, you said walk in you would have never gotten there, and they would have just had their normal night. But but <laughs> I do think that subconsciously and psychologically, like what Hampton's saying is, at least for me, how I feel. I come in, they couldn't possibly have been having this awkward time before here, yeah. because who lives their life that way? Yeah, exactly. And then I walk in, and they're like, oh, God, fuck this. <laughs> and uh, And then I have to perform like you're saying. I think that is it. It's like low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think also mm-hmm. for me, it's... We haven't even touched on this, but like I have a lot of deep, deep rooted abandonment issues. Uh-huh. And so I also wonder sometimes I'm fear of like, I have to earn these people yeah. to stay around me because if I don't turn it on, they'll just leave. Sure. Right. And, and that is more, <laughs> and who are they? that right. is more than like the living room of people I don't know. That's even deeper in like relationships. It's just yeah. lying. Yeah. People. This is a lie. <laughs> I've gotten better, but like. <laughs> When I, you must feel so stupid for giving us that joke, dude. Liar! <laughs> Fucking liar. <laughs> but we got you on the podcast to talk about deep emotional truth, you fucking, fucking liar. Yeah. This is the first episode of the Sandbag Podcast. Yeah, really. totally. We have a comic uh, Guys, you're going to want to check out uh, Dan on YouTube. Uh, you're going to want to uh, do a back uh, story here on uh, Dan Van Kirk. You're going to want to go on uh, YouTube slash uh, Obama conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, but I... Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's. I used to say I was in therapy a couple of years ago, and I've, I've I've just started the process of going back again. But I remember Great. a few years ago, like around maybe like twenty fourteen, I said something that had kind of formulated for me what I had always felt, but I'd never put into like a, words. And it, I was like, every relationship, I see a headline above it that says this will end abruptly and badly. <laughs> wow! And so. When you live your life like that, mm-hmm. you're constantly waiting for people to be like, fuck that guy. Or right. he wasn't proves, entertaining. Yeah. Or he wasn't fun at that party. Or I don't want to do this podcast with him anymore. Yeah. Or and, and it'll literally be one day where they're like, Dan, can I talk to you for a second? Like, what's up? I don't want to do this show with you anymore. Wow. Like, and, and it's so, like, and that so would confirm all of your everything. suspicions for and, forever. And living everything like that mm-hmm. is like, I look at people who this is going to sound like a bit and I'm sure we'll go off on it for 10 minutes before we come back. But there's a guy on the, on the, on the horribly, well, I don't know if it's entertaining, but the horrible show Vanderpump rules (laughs) and his name is Jax, right? And his whole storyline in this whole show is that up until a couple years ago, it was just woman after woman and they would always end badly. He would always cheat on them. Right. And then he would start dating someone and he would start dating this girl and on his Instagram, it would be like love of my life, never been happier. Da, 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 da. And I looked at that and I thought, has he not picked up on the pattern here? Yeah. This is going to end abruptly and badly. <laughs> but how beautiful, how jealous I am that he can live right now in this moment yeah. and not think about the girl he's going to cheat on her with right. or that she's going to get sick of his just shit in general and leave him. And he's <laughs> literally, and that someday he's going to have to go and delete all these photos off of his Instagram page. He, he's not in, he's not living in that future <laughs> despair at all. He's living in today. Yeah. And this girl who's the hundredth in a year is, is the love of his life and he couldn't be happier about it. And I was so 
to, to use an example of, of something that gets written off as so vapid and meaningless in our culture, but to me, be so beautiful, where I was like, I wish that I could have somebody where I did not think about how this was going to end. Wow. <laughs> that I was so dumb that I was like, this is the best it's been. And now, how funny, him and that woman seem to be very happily married. Like, it did work out. Whoa. And I wonder if sometimes for me it hasn't because I never was able to erase the headline and just be in what it was. And well, so, so when I'm around yeah. those people, even in that living room, or I'm in those relationships later, I'm like, I better earn this. Yeah. Because otherwise... They won't want me. Well, you know. Well, Dan, this is the end of the episode, and we gotta go. (laughs) See, that's perfect. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. Uh, Dan's a liar, and we gotta go. Uh, Uh, You heard it, folks. Dan likes Vanderpump Rules. Wow. (laughs) Okay, we're more of a Cider House Rules podcast. Cider House Rule Number One: Don't talk about Cider House. This is what I say: Cider House Rules, Vanderpump Drools. (laughs) There's your next shirt. There's your next shirt. First rule: Cider House orphans beat each other to fucking death. Good night, kings and queens. A fucking carnage. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Caine's watching them do like scissor kicks to each other. Make the shit out of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know uh, what's cool too, Dan, is that like, I mean, you know, you haven't been doing it so much. Uh, the past several years, but I met you when on stand-up shows you were doing a lot of Wahlberg. Yeah, and I could tell you that when you're getting really passionate and talking about your feelings, you get pretty close to Wahlberg. Yeah, it's not magic. <laughs> the voice is inside me, and it's also because I'm not a real impressionist. <laughs> I know you just you just are very good at one voice. You're just very good at one voice. Now people like always, that voice is like no, you've got eighty like percent voice, twenty percent character. But the characterization is really good. But like Steven Seagal, it's that's that's seventy percent character <laughs> and thirty percent voice. I have one voice I can do. I have, people have always been like you and James Adomian. I'm like you could okay, just start with right. James Adomian. I'm gonna cut you off right there because he's completely wrong. Dan is a liar. He's one of the best <laughs> impressionists. <laughs> so impressionist. Wait, this would be a great time to plug your podcast because I want people to judge for themselves because I think you truly are. But I don't are. even do a lot there. Okay, you got pe- you got pen pals. <laughs> yes, and then uh, uh, that's uh, pen pals, and then dumb people town. Dumb people town, and then hindsight uh, might come back. Might where, come back. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That was great. Yeah, you both did it. Yeah, I did yeah. it a while ago. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's so. I believe that that voice comes out. <laughs> it's all you're doing is yelling and whispering at the same time. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> All right, talk about you would have stopped nine yeah. eleven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Go on. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like you're talking about self fulfilling prophecies in a lot of ways. Like you're like, here's the headline of right. this relationship. I mean, I've definitely phrased things in weird, almost like, like how do I view myself? Like, what is my hero story here? You know, like I, I'm only the paragraph in the book of your life or mm-hmm. something. You know, mm-hmm. like. All right, buddy, calm down. Right. And it's like, I don't know, like, I see how you feel in just a normal social setting. So, I mean, like, I worry that that's kind of, you know, a a real bellwether for where personal then relationships would go. If you're like, well, this is how I deal with a group of people. I don't know. I mean, like, if you're feeling that way of, like, uh, things are going to 
you know, end badly. I mean, they do. <laughs> this is just always that's what way. I'm saying. No, I'm saying I think Would that you know? I th- no, I'm I'm yeah. subscribing to what you're saying that if you constantly tell yourself this is going to end badly, yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, I know it's I know it's not like advice per se, but I mean it's something with like say kind of uh, repetitive negative behavior. Mm-hmm. It's important to at least acknowledge that you're like, well, if I'm constantly putting an expiration date on it so the minute you kind of don't feel that way i mean that would at least be you know (laughs) yeah a really good sign or something like that you know yeah uh i you know it's so funny i had a relationship like 10 years ago that i thought was it Mm -hmm. and i got woken up at three o'clock in the morning and told to get my shit and get out (laughs) fuck dude And oh that was that Lord. was a big setback for me. <laughs> yeah, because I was you like, thought you had it. You I had let it go. Right. Yeah, well, it, it revalidated this old fucked up. And I knew that that person that had, had a mental health issue. Sure, I, I learned sure. it that morning that they had had like a break. <laughs> they oh had had Lord. a break about what reality was, oh, and, and their mind had kind of created a scenario that was false. But if they were able to believe that scenario, it would mean we should break up. And it was just a lot of, but it yeah. was. And it was, uh, it was super traumatic. But it was like, fuck, it did do that. I, I got. She rid did of that. the thing that you thought might happen that you never wanted to happen. And I had got, but I had. Removed and you got past it. it. I had removed the headline, wow. only to eventually have Damn, that dude. actually be the fucking headline. But that was after so you got years. Validation of this at a very right. But after years age. of like, you know, like my mom married a guy. They got married ten months after. Her. I was born, he left. Hmm. And then at six and a half, my grandfather died. And then we had like, I think 11 people in our family or close friends die over the next year and a half, 18 months maybe. So that's a year and a half, yeah. Um, And so like I was constantly dealing with just took a lot of like loss. And then around 14, um, my mom met a guy who was great the kind of what you the, this was, was all worth it for he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer they said he would live for like a year so like three or four months afterwards they decided to get married and then he died three days after they were married oh my god Whoa. so it was a lot so so that that's like the first 14 years of my life being like this will end this will end this will end this will end <laughs> Whoa. You know, and then obviously the stepfather was abusive, but that ended too, where it's like, oh, we don't live there anymore. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, I was l- conditioned to being like, these, they're all going to go. This is like, I wish like people could wear this as like a resume printout on their chest, like on first dates. You're like, this is what you need to know. Yeah. Just so you know. Let me know ahead <laughs> of so time you know. if you're going to leave me. <laughs> like bullet points right Which, off the top. <laughs> If you could even tell me before you tell yourself, that would be great. Because this is the information, you know, because like um, there's some fucking weird like kind of idea here, which oddly I've found has weird truth that it's like when you kind of meet somebody romantically in the first like couple interactions, a lot of like how the rest of the shit's going to play out Mm -hmm. is going to follow a lot of this sort of dynamic. Like either you're really into them and they're a little hard to get. Mm hmm. Big, that'll be the power disparity throughout the rest of your relationship. Oh, that's scary. Uh, and it's like shit like that. Like it's not necessarily true and it takes a lot of work, but that it's like odd mm-hmm. how a lot of that shit kind of happens at the top. So it's always like, I've always felt like, man, you just, just know these couple conversations we're going to have. 
Yeah. But how I, I just really can't have you like insulting my intelligence. <laughs> like at any just point. Don't be mean like to me. my trigger is just calling me dumb, you know? Like yeah. that'll just like you can call me ugly or whatever, just don't do that. You know, sometimes for me, like, you can even say acting. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you're acting like a jerk. Yeah, exactly. And I, that'll exactly. land with me a lot softer than like you're a fucking jerk. I feel like that would be I don't be know why, but I, I feel like, oh, you're speaking in the context of how we're interacting right now, not a blanket statement on who I am as a person. Oh, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. Let's do like a dating website I don't, that's not like, you know, oh, I like hiking. You like hiking. It's like, I do. I it's funny though. I cannot like, stand this type of behavior. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. This is an arena where I, I feel so strongly though that like, it's funny. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, while I do think that that's a personal hang-up, I also do think it is wrong to call people names. I agree. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I think I it's think, just wrong. Right. I think there's yeah. just people who, like, don't... Maybe they didn't have trauma, so they just get over... They just, like, right. let it go. <laughs> like, they don't... But like, it's I've, still I've bad. Been, well, yeah, but it's like when you're with somebody for, like, three years and they say something, it's like, do you just... Well, I'll get my luggage. But they owe you... <laughs> they owe you... They owe yes, you saying that that was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's like conversations need to happen and then if, if sure. the next fight it happens again over, then but. we need to have a, I, I would even in three years in i'd be like talk to this person about if they're verbally abusing you like if the yeah, person yeah. doesn't feel like they did anything wrong and defiantly is right. like no you were an idiot like right. oh yeah then there's huge problems yeah. there. But yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and the idea that people fuck up something oh, sure. like 100%. something based around a word three years into a relationship would mean that you just leave. <laughs> like that's crazy. Uh, that would be a, like a really horrifying way to lead your life. Sure, but like <laughs> you'll have a conversation at some point in a long-term relationship that's like, I cannot fucking believe you said that. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know how that's uh, how that shakes down. But I mean, yeah, people. Nothing is unforgivable if people are sure. trying. I'm just saying, yeah. I do think it's wrong, and I like it. Yeah, talking about it like it's not wrong. It's like hard for me to talk about as just a mental illness thing or like a trigger because I just think it's fucked up. I agree. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you'll of course always talk about but it. But even in a relationship, mm -hmm. I have to acknowledge that that person might mm -hmm. be like, like if I was like, you fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be like, I understand. I don't think that's right. Yeah. But I understand if that isn't what shuts down this conversation for you. Just yeah. so you know, that will shut down the conversation right, for me. Right, right, It never, I'm with you. I never think that's right. It's not like if I was dating somebody and they were like, well, you can call me whatever you want. I'd be like, okay, cool. Don't ever call me anything and I'm going to call you a cunt. And like, I would still never because I'm like, that's just, yeah, that we're not. That relationship probably shouldn't go forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I've never said it like, then. do you have to? I, I, yeah, I don't think it should just happen period yeah yeah but it is also the kind of thing where yeah i mean obviously people fuck up and stuff and i'm sure but that's great i would though. bet i'll even do it yeah you know? for sure if, and it, if yeah. you're three years in mm -hmm. then look at the pattern not the right. instance right i will say it's like it seems like every person i've ever seen who's divorced you know and they had like a really nice marriage it's like but i tell you when we were breaking up she said possibly the meanest thing that has ever been said to yeah. me like everyone's like wow man you guys had the perfect relationship it's like no they absolutely said the meanest things that destroyed oh, yeah. me on every level i'm like eh, they're gonna get in their licks somehow <laughs> like yeah they, everyone always is you, you know it's so hard to leave a relationship where you're like i've got more to say right like you're gonna say it all you want to get the last laugh yeah. i will say i i do think i uh, personally for me and I don't know maybe you guys are like this too but I, I like don't I don't understand then this is 
very specific to me. I, I don't understand being mean. Like, I don't get it. I don't see it as like a functional. And the reason I don't get it is like, I, it makes me feel bad yep. also. Yep. And I thought that we were trying to be good yeah. together. Move forward. And even if we're not going to be near each other anymore, even in an instance with the bouncer, I, it's sort of, I kind of thought we're trying to make this world a better place and anger sucks and shit Mm -hmm. and we need to get it out and deal with it. But the like adding being mean is a part of humanity that really confuses me. And that is for sure the cuckiest thing anyone's ever said, (laughs) but it's true. And it's a thing that I definitely have to deal with as a person because it's just a part of the world and life. And I straight up don't even get it. I like, Like, why? I don't see why. And that's, it comes from an extra place for me where if someone is like being mean, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, fine. But if you're ever mean to a child around me, I'll fucking blow up your car. What the fuck are you doing? That's like how I feel. Like, fuck you. It's kind of mean to blow up someone's car. I'm just going to say, little mean. No, yeah, but not I'm not going to blow up someone's car. But you know what I mean? It just makes me think ever. like you're like poison. Like yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also I will say it happened. Like you said, a couple that was happy and then someone's mean in order to just like get, get it out. And then time, I guess not what I'm saying is there's a lot of people in my life where I've seen them be mean to each other and they get over it. Whereas in my mind, if I see it, I'm like, okay, well, fuck you forever. Yeah. Because I don't even see how your brain could even get there. But like, I do think that I'm sort of going back on what I said a little bit. And now I'm on a tangent and sort of just soapboxing. But I don't know. Maybe you guys have an opinion on that. It's like well, a thing people get over. I think I try as hard as we might to not be outwardly doing, say, triggers that are mean that you know we feel. People... People are inconsiderate in general. Like it's very hard to consider everyone's emotions at all times and how best to kind of negotiate all that. And you'd be surprised how people take slights. Like it's like, right. it's not always just about like, you called me a name. It's like, it's like, it's never enough for some people. Sometimes it's like, you didn't call me or you didn't meet this obligation sure. on this day. Like it's, it me- feels justified. Yeah, and in people some will be ways. like, this I is see. the most hostile relationship I've ever been in. And you're like, what? I've never called you anything. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you never even talked to me. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? It's right, like, right. so people's level of like, what's emotional hostility and what's. But that's mean, your responsibility to tell someone that. It's it's definitely. Like, I early on in dating listen. someone, I say, like, just oh, so you listen, know, that will yeah. never. You just can't talk to me like that. You just can't. Yeah. Sure. I think we and have if that's to a ex- deal breaker for you yeah. and you need to fight like that. Um, that's I don't healthy. agree with it, but uh, yeah. I'm just not your guy. That's how you should deal with it and put it on the table at all times. Yeah. As quick as possible, I yeah. would say. is like really be like, I am 100% serious. These are my, <laughs> these are my things. Sure. Like, you know, and then if they're listening, if, and then you can tell when people are, you know, it, listening and not getting it. And then when they're just not even listening, but it goes know, in positive like, ways too. Yeah. You have a right to tell someone like, yeah, Dave, I'm so like, I've loved dating you. Everything's been great. <laughs> and, and are I, you going to tell him this is how you're going to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, damn. Yeah. But you'd say like, you're fucking I, my I really, bitch. <laughs> 
I am his main bitch. <laughs> oh, my top, I'm sorry. Top girl. Don't fucking call me that. Uh, <laughs> but you could, you have a right to say to somebody, even in the positive way, like, yeah. I really appreciate this gift. I feel like I should let you know yeah. that if you're ever interested in making me feel really, really loved, all you have to do is just say nice things to me. Yeah. And, the, and that you're telling, then in the positive sense of like, here's the quickest way to my heart. I'm telling you, I can also tell you the quickest way to avoid my wounds, but here's the quickest way to my heart. So you have a, mm. both those things should happen. Yeah, it is about communication. I actually think positive names are also bad. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, champ. All right, champ. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you're a saint, and I'm like, well, Honey, and I already holding two suitcases with country stickers on them. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Why would you call me Honey Pie? You know I'm diabetic. <laughs> Yo, how many feet do I have to fucking lose before you learn how to talk? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Dude, learn how to talk. Isn't that worse than calling someone stupid? Uh, Dude, yeah. there's so, you learn? There's so much mean. <laughs> I can be mean in so many ways that it's <laughs> almost baffling to me how many pe- t- ways people tell me. I'm, I'm like, wow, I guess I just, uh, I'm a violent monster. <laughs> do, you feel, Hampton, do you feel like you can be really mean? Uh, yeah, of course, sure. But like exceptionally, like oh, like out of like, my, are you talented at it? Is like, that what you're? Because I feel like I can. <laughs> I I do feel like I'm. There's a talent. I can to be the really boy. mean and cruelty. Well, see, that's but, the other thing. Yeah, the reason I talented. hate it is that like I just want to say like. I have chosen to to not say so many fucking things to you mm-hmm. because I think they're unfair. Yeah. And do you want to fucking go down this road? We could do this. Oh my god! <laughs> because That's you, you, the best. I, <laughs> do you want to go right. down this road? Because I can say a lot of mean things without ever cursing uh, at you. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, oh, like man. I could be like, if you ever want to go back to being the girl I started dating, let me know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just call her ugly, dude. <laughs> No, just I know. Say, do you know what I mean? Like, just say you're a dog. I think a lot. There's a Bob Dylan song called <laughs> "Ballad of a Thin Man," which is about. Uh, I mean, it's a five minute list of insults about a newspaper reporter that tried to get it when it came to Bob Dylan yeah. and his partying. <laughs> Listen to the song; it's amazing. At one person, at one point, he says, um, "The sword swallower walks up to you," and blah 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 blah. And then he says, "Here's your throat back. Thanks for the loan." And it's like, oh, you said, I mean, that's what I'm searching for. Yeah. I, that's the fun type of being mean. Yeah. Like, sure. I think this is about Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my throat back. Yeah. You monster. Yeah. It's uh, that's so funny. It's so funny. Um, and it, yeah, you can absolutely be super fucking mean without. Oh, and especially cursing at all. Get to know somebody. Yeah. You're, the triggers on them are like razor thin you know it's like oh. i don't have to call you a name i just have to bring up some element in your life that you're self-conscious mm-hmm. about and then it's like that emotional f- frailty is the is the insult how dare you be emotionally frail dude i was actually i just saw my old buddy james from high school and we were talking about this how like this happened to me and all my friends knew i had this i was like well i mean you know i was a super sensitive kid i'm a super sensitive adult but sure i was especially very sensitive and emo and uh my girlfriend in high school i was crazy about her my friends and i and her all went to see blink 182 and she was sitting on my friend's shoulders Mm -hmm. and flashed the band Mm -hmm. flashed her boobs and uh they all like that came up at some point and i said something like 
like, oh man, I wish he hadn't done that or something. And it was literally, I just didn't get it. I didn't get that it didn't have anything to do with me or anything. And right. I was like very worried about getting cheated on and thought everything. It's Abandonment. Yeah. But it was high school. Yeah. I was like, she's the only girl that's ever existed and she's going to leave me for sure. Those Stay are the only tits I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, God. <laughs> so they all fucking knew that all they had to do was mention the fact that they'd seen her boobs at this show and I was going to lose my mind. And I remember, I don't even remember what it was, but I was in an argument with Gilbert and Gilbert was like, like, uh, I saw your girlfriend and I was like, fuck you. I didn't, he didn't even say the words and I just like ran out. You know yeah. what I mean? Didn't talk for a week. I, uh, I think Dave goes to a different school. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, actually shit. when I decided to go to college. I, uh, <laughs> from Blink 182 going away to college. Yeah. They inspired totally. you, dude. Uh, this has mm -hmm. been great. Honestly, uh, I feel like we've hit more than our time and this has been a wonderful interview i want to go out on a high note you know what i'm saying totally we fucking nailed it we yeah it. sure i mean i'd say b plus but <laughs> I, fair enough <laughs> No, Dan, you fucking rule, man. Thank you. Thanks it was really, really guys. great. Yeah, guys, please yeah. check out Dan's new album that's coming out. Yep, thanks, uh, Diane. Goes on sale November 15th. It's on pre-sale right now. So if you go to the iTunes store app specifically, uh, you can pre-order on iTunes and you'll get a track called Don't Be a Dick uh, <laughs> right when you get it. And then the whole <laughs> thing drops on Friday, November 15th. And if you are... Uh, I think where we're at right. Yeah, I think right now, like the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, I'll be in Nashville, Louisville, Cincinnati, and Milwaukee. And then on the 15th, I end my tour the same day my album drops in my hometown of Rochelle, Illinois. Oh, so, beautiful. Right, yeah. I'm really excited for the album. Uh, Thanks, how much like, uh, like amount of years material would you say this is? Like, There's a couple bits in there from like four years ago oh. that I just always loved and kind of held cool. on to. And then there's one bit in there that started in August. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's like fresh. It's like the I think new fresh bit on the thing. This is just me personally. I wanted yeah. to have a new bit that wasn't proven because so much oh, of the yeah. hour can end up feeling like I could do that. Like yeah. you think it, you, you, the muscle memory is getting you through while you're thinking about the next bit. <laughs> and so to go into recording my special and have one chunk that I wasn't sure about yeah. kind of kept that fresh yeah. feeling of like, God, I hope this part works. And you always know you can edit that out if you need to. I like it but for any high-pressure situation. Just have, have something, something that keeps you on your toes about it because yeah. the totally. rest of it, you could just walk through. It reminds you that you're a comic and that you are a creative person. Dude, I did a new bit in yeah. Toronto and yeah. I, I, literally, I was like, this has got to be what doing cocaine feels like. <laughs> Because totally it worked in. so well. I closed with something I had never even done on stage you just before. Do cocaine wow. on stage and, it, and you're like, do you guys get it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like cocaine. My agent was there and she was like, what's with you right now? I'm like, this is the best. Uh, I go, you don't understand. This is the best feeling in the world. I just <laughs> have been running this hour so long and I just ended that hour with something new I'd never talked about on stage before. It worked and I recorded it. So yeah. this, I'm like, this is what. This is the drug. <laughs> Fucking yeah. slam yeah. dunk. Yeah. yeah. It's like that six months of so work good. in one night. Yeah. And it obviously it still will be, but it just <laughs> felt so good in that moment. So, uh, yeah. Don't be a dick is the track you'll get. <laughs> Guys, oh, okay. Check it it, out. That, it's called Don't Be a Dick. That's the track. Yeah. Cool. That you'll get right when you, if you pre buy it. Oh, I see. The I album is called Thanks, Diane by yep. Dan Van is it Kirk. DanVanKirk.com. Is that Daniel? 
DanielVanKirk.com. Cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, dude. And thank you guys for listening. A reminder of a few quick things with us. Uh, we still have the Black Metal Infowars shirt up for sale on Threadless. Su- SuicideBuddies.Threadless.com. And uh, we have a f- our final bonus episode for the month out this week on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash SuicideBuddies if you want to hear that. Yeah. And guys, uh, tickets have gone on sale for uh, this Atlanta show I'm doing December uh, 12th. And then uh, the 13th, 14th, I'll be in Wilmington. And then D.C., I'm at the Union Stage on December 15th. Uh, get tickets at HamptonYunt.com. Uh, they're they're selling. I'm actually really excited. Like, I barely promoted, and they're oh, already great. selling really well. That's <laughs> fucking great, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, and Dan, thanks again. Thank you all for listening. We're glad you're alive. See you next time. Glad you're alive, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. Remember, these suicide jokes that we tell, we do it because we are dark people that joke around about our own pain, and we hope that that'll help you and make you laugh. It's not because we think people committing suicide is funny or that we take suicide lightly. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right away. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will hear you and they know what you've been through. So call if you need it, or reach out to people in your life, or whoever, there are resources. Feel better, stay here with us on Earth. Glad you're alive, and thanks again for listening. Podcast Network.